we said we were just saying there's a ton of good stories to talk about this week. So where do you want to? I mean, lots of sports stories. Uh, yeah, just political stories. Where do you want to start? You tell me. Well, I you mean, know what? I'm curious about the because um, Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, that that story has dominated headlines. I'm curious about your perspective on that, and then. I, I'm curious about your uh, also your take on the uh, high school valedictorian who kind of went rogue on her speech in Texas. But let's start with um, Osaka, who's just completely dominated the headlines. What's your take on that? So uh, there, there's a lot of things here. So one, and I know it sounds cliche, but certainly if she was experiencing anxiety or mental health issues, whatever related to press conferences and listen there's a real fear she's 23 years old i believe there's a real fear of speaking in public and uh dealing with the press especially foreign press and 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 i say that and i'll come back to that later okay so uh, you know i think when she expressed that you know or or said she wasn't going to do any press events or speak to the press at the french open uh, listen, I think she could have communicated a little bit better okay. why, right? Yeah. Now, having said that, I think their reaction to find her right away and not engage her in dialogue as to why was just abhorrent from uh, whether that's, you know, the French Tennis Association or the uh, the World Tennis Association. I'm not exactly sure who, who that organization would be. Um, it's a real issue. Um, so, so now let's get to the foreign press. There's a reason the NBC said they're not going to do the Golden Globes. And listen, I, I heard Megan McCain say this, so it's not a, an original thought by me, but she was 100% right. The foreign press historically has been very racist. And you throw in the foreign press now with a 23-year-old you know, black you know, superstar ranked number two in the world. Um, she, you know... You know, it has all the, it had all the makings of, you know, just not a good situation for her. Uh, so, you know, now on a side note on this, I do think part of the salaries, compensation winnings for these superstar athletes does rely on the media, especially sure. in women's sports. OK, you know, we talk about equality. In, 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 in money, pri- prize money, we talk about equality in, you know, the U.S. soccer women's team deserves as much money as the men based on how much they've won and so forth. And I agree 100 percent wholeheartedly. I've said that a hundred times on this podcast. At the same time, equality also comes with equal treatment from the press. And, you know, a lot of, you know, the media has built up women's sports as well as, you know, um, in some cases, some individual uh, personalities or media personalities maybe are are tough to deal with. So, you know, I think athletes have a responsibility to deal with the media. I think there should be rules. I don't think it should be um, hostile. I mean, listen, we're talking about sports here. This isn't world peace. This isn't like, you know, murder investigations and corruption and all this other stuff. You know, she's a 23 year old superstar athlete who feels anxiety when, you know, she's dealing with the press and in particular, this case, the foreign press. So, you know, I support her and her, her take. I think she could have communicated or people could have communicated a little bit better. 
And I, I think separate from this, I do think athletes have to deal with the press. Now, I think they should have rights and there shouldn't be a hostile environment. I, they want to ask questions. If Listen, they don't have to answer all the questions. So I do think it can be a give and take. And I think the, the setting should be friendly or conducive to the athletes feeling comfortable you know, in the press room or whatever that is. Um, so that's what I said. I think there's a lot there. Um, so what do you, I mean, what do you think? Well, I mean, I agree with you. I think, you know, unfortunately, whether it was her team or her, whatever, it, it got really jumbled, right? Because she essentially just put out this statement that she wasn't going to talk to the press. So I think, I don't think you can blame the tennis association for finding her because it doesn't sound like, at least from what I've read, that her team or her communicated to them, hey, look, I'm really having some mental health. So, you know, unfortunately, all these other major tennis people came out too and said, look, she, that everybody knows that's part of the job, you know, so she should be fine. Then, of course, it comes out, well, I have depression and mental health, and then everyone's like scrambling like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have posted that. Um they didn't know, right? So, I mean, you saw, like, people delete their tweets, other high-profile athletes, you know, everybody retracted it. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I completely get it. I'm sure being 23, it's incredibly overwhelming. I agree with you on that point. I just think, you know, and I guess the mental health piece is why, but we've seen NFL players. I mean, who is the player, um, I believe, for the Seattle Seahawks? Mar- Mar- Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody. Basically, no one... he would just say, I'm here because I have to be here. I'm here not to get fined. And then he wouldn't answer questions. Although he would do kinds of all commercials and everything like that. So that was fine. So, you know, listen, I, I, I get where you're going and I agree. I think, I think. I don't want to say both parties are wrong here because I don't think anyone's necessarily right. wrong. I agree with that. I think it could have been handled better initially. Um, now, we don't know if she had previously communicated that their press had been hostile or not. I So I, I haven't heard that that had or had not happened, so I don't know that. Um, certainly if she had previously communicated that she's had issues with the press and they didn't, engage her in dialogue on how to improve that. And then, then she did come out. Yeah. So, so I don't know on that, right? but, um, you know, there were some people saying that, you know, you know, she didn't want to deal with the press. And then when she got basically crushed in the press because of that and fined, then it came out on the, so, you know, I know that's what I think is a little, and I would give her the benefit of the doubt 100% because mental health is something really serious. But I do think... Well, like, and again, I, and I don't mean this to... You know, it's sports. Like, 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 and I don't mean to trivialize sports. It's an important part of society. And, and, and But it's sports. So in a way, like, you're kind of like, who cares? Like, it's a little a, bit like... So I'll say this. If she was a 23-year-old mayor, I wouldn't feel bad for her. Right. I mean, I feel bad that she has mental illness if that's the case. But honestly, when you become mayor of a city or you get an, you become an elected official or you're, you know, the face of a public company. Tough. Sorry. You're going to be held accountable. Right. Or questioned. Yeah. Questioned aggressively. Yeah. Nothing wrong. But. But she's a 20 year old tennis player. It's sports. Right. Yeah. She didn't get in this to talk to press. She got in it to be a great athlete, which she is. And, you know, 
so I know it's like it's layered. I hate to minimize it, but it's freaking sports, right? Like stop acting like you're, you know, some now, uh, you know, listen, there's been sports stories, you know, for years, like, you know, got, you know, the, the, the tragic story of the, of the U S gymnastic team and, and the oh Michigan state team, there's been, you know, Tiger Woods, you know, stories going back. Um, yeah, you, you, you know, you, they take on a different journalistic nature, but whether she should have hit a shot or, you know, trying to get her to say something negative about her opponent. That's not, I mean, Come yeah. on, let's stop acting like that's you know no offense but real real, real journalism right yeah, i mean it's it's not so i think you gotta i think you gotta put it in the context of it's sports she's 23 years old and i think the tennis association should have engaged her before finding her and said hey what's the deal what's going on why is this a concern is there a, is there certain individuals or publications or outlets that concern you more than others should this, you know, can we like, it should have been a more. Yeah, I, I agree. It was so, it, it really was mishandled, you know, on many la- levels. And now it's like become a, a huge story, you yeah. know? Um, okay. Let's, let's move to Paxton Smith. Who's a valedictorian in Texas. She um, had a pre-approved speech, which happens at every high school. I mean, that happened at my high school graduation. The couple of people that were appointed had to have, approved speeches, ends up going rogue to talk about the recent abortion um, law that Governor Abbott basically put into place. You know, you can't have a have to have an abortion before six weeks, uh, and it doesn't matter rape or incest beyond that. Um, what's your thoughts? Would you want to cut her mic or what? Um, so, again, I think there's two sides to this. Cut her mic, Patrick. Cut her mic. <laughs> Are, Are you, you got saying you. that? Yes, absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah, so if this I, was if so, so I, the, I've been reading a lot on social media on this, and I think people have the wrong take on this. Okay, whether, whether you agree with her position or not, which I do, so do I. I believe, and I believe you do. Mm-hmm. I think a six-week uh, limit on abortions is basically eliminating abortions and holding the female accountable for things that out of her control and obviously completely taking choice away from her, especially that early people don't know they're pregnant in many cases by six weeks. And certainly in in the case of rape and incest and all this other stuff. So, uh, you know, totally hundred percent disagree with what they're trying to do in Texas. Having said that, that's not her right to do that. She hijacked a high school commencement, graduation speech she has no right to do that um you know just because she was the valedictorian doesn't give her the right to do that so i think she's 100 percent wrong for what she did even though i agree with her position i, I actually agree with you yeah because we both know, I mean, what drives me a little nuts about this and then the coverage, and of course, most people on Twitter are praising her. And I agree with you 100%. I think the abortion laws there are insane and that's happening across the country. But, you know, if this had been the opposite stance, right? If she had gotten up there right. and said, I don't believe in Black Lives Matter, all lives, they would have cut her mic. You know? She just said, I, I love the new abortion law. No one should get an abortion. Lives matter. Thank uh, you. She'd yeah, been pro-abortion? The minute, the minute there's a heartbeat, you're a murderer. Uh, if she said all those things, 
absolutely, Sarah, you'd hit the nail on the head. The, the, there would be utter outrage. How can she do this? This isn't her place. She hijacked this. 100% agree with you. Not only that, I think she probably, if she got college scholarships, that would have been in question, you know. So this is where, like, I, I do agree with sort of the, I don't know, liberal bias. It's like, you know, everybody's championing her, championing her. But if, if she had a free speech on the opposite side, who knows? Would her- by the way, it's not her. It's she wasn't hired by a company or an outlet to do a speech. She earned the right to do the speech because she's the valedictorian. But that's as far as it goes. It's everyone in that audience high school graduation just as much as it is hers. And the school had a policy. They had to pre-approve the speech. You can't just be going around doing this. Not when it's not your 100% your platform. It wasn't her platform. Agree. It wasn't. Now, if she was interviewed after the fact or before by a news outlet or, um, you know, she wanted to come out on social media after the fact and say, hey, this is the speech that was approved. This is the one I wanted to deliver. And absolutely she has every right to do that. But not in that not in that setting. It's not her. You know, I agree with you. If she was if she was the guest speaker. She probably had every right to do that also. Because my guess is it wouldn't have been vetted, right? Maybe I, Again, I don't know that to be, be 100% true. But a lot of times when you have guest speakers, they talk politics. They talk a lot of social sure. issues. They talk a lot of things. This was not her right to do it. Even though I agree with her, she was wrong. Totally. I agree with that, too. Uh, let's talk about Coach K down um, at Duke is retiring after, of course, huge career. Um, yeah. Now, Wait, well, 40, Is it 43 years? Or 43 think- years. But, of course, he's going to play another season. Do you think that is a little of Coach K smelling his own farts? That, you know, he wants all the praise. Uh, I mean, listen, you know, yeah. I, I, I mean, he wants to go one more, you know, one more round. Now, keep in mind, too, this year was not – my guess, if it wasn't COVID, maybe he would have announced this year. Okay. Right? I mean, it wasn't a normal year. You didn't travel as much. You didn't play as many games. A lot of games were canceled. You know, he earned the right, you know, he, you know, he's been loyal to the program to a person, ex-athletes, ex-coaches, players that, you know, people that know him, he's coached Olympic teams, you know, very well thought of, very well respected. Uh, His assistant coach is going to take over the program. I think he deserves, you know, to go around. I think, you know, again, I don't know him, uh, you know, but it seems like he's been a very good mentor, leader of, of young men for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, a lot of his ex-players came back and coached with him. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I don't, I think it's fine that, that he wants to kind of go in a normal non, you know, post-COVID NCA uh, schedule. That's a good know. point. And Plus, keep in mind, they didn't make the NCA tournament this year, first time. In a, so I, I, I don't think he wants to go out on that note either. That's a good point. Yeah, and I mean, you certainly know. Yeah, Sarah, he deserves all you it. Keep saying this morning is that I'm making good points. Did I must have had Wheaties or something this morning? Okay, wait. Let me take it back. You probably, <laughs> you probably don't even know what Wheaties are. You're too too young. That is correct. I've never heard of that cereal. <laughs> you know. Uh, 
so, oh, okay, but you know what? The other thing I wanted to ask you about, and maybe you know more about this than I do, but I was just reading, I think it popped up like the ESPN article. So it looks as though NCAA players are going to get the right to monetize their image, their name. And not only that, it looks like it's going to be easier for them to transfer schools um, if they're unhappy with basketball programs, football programs. What do you make of that? I mean, this is kind of what you've been yeah. advocating for. Yeah, I mean, 100% think it should go in this direction. I still have my doubts uh, that it'll really be set up the way it should be. Uh, I think, you know, I, I haven't read all the details on how they're planning to implement this and how they're planning to, you know, rev share and do all that stuff. Uh, but it, sh- it should be. It's 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 way too long. Athletes deserve to be paid. They should be paid on their likeness. Um Schools should not be making money on on individual players. Um, And frankly, I think they should have every right to transfer wherever the heck they want without ever sitting out. Like, like, listen, I could transfer to another school and play the band. I could travel to another school and join drama club. Uh, I could join the chess team. Why can't I play basketball? Like this theory, they've created this structure to protect their own institution and their own institutional schools. Never, ever putting the athlete first, ever. It's time the athlete goes first, right? And coaches could move. A coach could resign today and be coaching another team tomorrow. Yet the the student athlete can't. So... I think they should have all the rights that any other student, any other um, employee, because I think that's what they technically are, even though they're not being compensated other than scholarship. Uh, So listen, I don't think, I think NSA needs to even go further, but again, I haven't fully read that. I mean, in this case, all the details of implementation. So, but where is your doubt? You you don't think that they're going to? I don't trust, I don't trust the NCAA. I, I, I okay. just think they're one of the one of the most hypocritical, self serving organizations created. I think they hide behind the student athlete. I think their Division One major college sports oversight is absolutely one hundred percent self serving and almost one hundred percent in the school's favor, and it's all about revenue. And I've said it for, for years and years and years. And, um, I, you know, I just, I feel strongly about it. So we'll see, we'll see what actually come, come you know, where, what, what comes out. Uh, I believe they know they're going to lose the lawsuit. So they're trying to do something to, to counter out of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I think so a lot we'll, of people, but, um, so my doubt comes from my lack of trust and, and the and the his, historical hypocritical nature of the NCAA. A lot of sports stories today. I also want to ask you your thoughts yeah. on this. So, what do you think about NBA players or, or NBA fans? A lot of a lot of discussion. Kyrie Irving had a water bottle or water thrown at him. Um, there was an incident two weeks ago with a player having popcorn spilled on his head, and athletes, including LeBron or, or NBA players, have come out and said fans are way out of control. If somebody um, ran on the court, I believe I can't remember what NBA playoff game it was, but somebody ran on the court and had to be tackled. I gotta go I, to I, these I, games. I think the I think the I think the penalties against those fans should be severe. Okay. And again, 
you know, obviously everything has to be done in confines of the laws and what you can charge someone with and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, they're banned for life and all. They have zero right to act like that, to do that. I mean, you want to heckle a little bit, fine. But to get vulgar, racist. What, what do you, uh, what do you think I, is I just, driving? I don't, I, don't, I, I don't get it. Honestly, I just, I don't get it. I mean, maybe alcohol plays a major role in this. Uh, But, you know, fans have no right. Their their ticket only gets them into the state, right? And that's it. They, I think people think they have a right to do and act as they, as they see fit. I think the security needs to be much better at these places. Okay. It's woefully woefully inaccurate uh, or insufficient, I should say. Um. No one should be able to run out of court. I, I listen. I get the NBA is more difficult because they have courtside seats, and you're basically right there. So it does take a few minutes, or I shouldn't say a few minutes, a few seconds to maybe realize somebody's running on the court. But sorry, it should be better. It should be. I, I that's a good point. I think these, I wonder if the alcohol teams can, these teams can afford it. Trust me, they can. Right? There should be multiple security people in each corner, mid mid court, and honestly, somebody should just get. They should get crushed before they even make it to the court. <laughs> well, maybe they will because, I mean, it seems like there's an incident every week. It does seem super disrespectful to the players. I mean, it's – yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, the what they these fans feel entitled they can do is pretty degrading to these players. And it yeah, doesn't – it I mean, doesn't – it seems like they get a fine. I guess – I'm not sure. I think the popcorn kid maybe has been banned from yeah, – so I think the popcorn kid has been banned from the stadium for life. Um, I don't know about the water bottle. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but no, listen, I, I, I just don't think you have a right to do any of this. I just, I just don't. I mean, listen, when you're playing hockey and you're up against the glass and the fans banging on the glass, like yelling at the player, okay – but they're not interfering with play. They're not putting the, the player's safety at risk. Right. Uh, they're not on the ice. You know, when was the last time you saw a fan run on the ice? Maybe all these stadiums should have glass like hockey, you know, up high. Right? Yeah, good point. Uh, so I, I also think, you know, and, you know, and again, each case is in, you know, the problem too is, you know, it's hard for the other fans to police it because people get so violent so quickly, especially kid with you or whatever. Like, I hate to say it, but you almost like don't get involved, right? You see a fan acting crazy. I mean, you know, obviously, if you, you know, saying something to somebody near you or, you know, being mean to, to, to another, hey, knock it off. But it's crazy now. It, it's, 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 um, football went through this. Has been and baseball did too, right? I mean, wasn't baseball rough like in the nineties? Football went through it several years back, but it was really fan against fan, a lot of fights, a lot of drunken brawls. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I do think alcohol, you know, unfortunately plays a role in this. Um, so yeah, right. Uh, and I mean, everyone pre games now, then goes, then has more drinks. So I, it just I'm ups not the sure ending. it's some social issue though. Like some some are trying to make it. I you know. I think it's just, I believe it's just out of control, idiotic fans who should be arrested and banned for, for life. And, and and honestly, I think you should have to pay a major fine. Like to me, they should have to pay. Like that's where you hit these people. 
right? You $10,000 fine. Yeah. If you violate our policies and you throw something at a player or you go on the court or you, uh, you know, you know, whatever, 10,000 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it should be like getting a DUI. Now, when you get a DUI, it's like $20,000. It should be so painful. Yeah. It's, it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. They make DUIs really hard. I mean, you know, and it lasting, but getting banned, you know, $200 take like, come on, that's you know, it's, it's like I've said about texting and driving, which I admit we've all done. But you know what? The, the penalty should be severe, it almost all, almost similar to drunk driving. It's out of control now. You it drive is. and people are literally holding their phone up to their face. They're not even paying attention. They're literally. And then you beep at them to move over if they're they, coming in your lane and they flip you off. <laughs> they do. They like, do. Like, wait, what just happened? You flip me off. It's so funny. I never noticed this, but recently, I think it's too becoming a mom. But recently when I've been out driving, I've seen two guys, I mean, cell phones completely up reading it, driving yeah. 65 oh. miles an hour on the Dulles toll road. And right. I did, and one guy was in a service vehicle and it's like, so I honked at him. I'm like, dude, you know, I mean, I could call your company. You know, you're, you're driving a company vehicle and you're doing this, but you're right. Then they flip you off. They roll down the so true, like, true. I'm like, what? It's your problem. Oh my god! So I mean, not that I tell you false stories, but you know, true story. Right on my corner here, uh, in my neighborhood, there's like it's like a four way stop, right? And it's not a busy street; it's a side street. But it it it's like one of the main side streets. Okay. So it's not a main street, but it's a side street. Okay. Like four way stop. Woman coming, and when I say woman, she was, you know, you know, maybe mid forties. It looked like rolling with her, you know, Volvo, uh, (laughs) you know, completely phone up to her face, literally holding the phone, texting with the other finger, going right through, not even stopping at the stop sign. Wow, window was down. So I said, "Hey, stop!" You know, I don't know why I'm walking my dog. I'm making the turn, and I just said, you know. Hey, stop, stop, you know, texting. There's kids in there, but literally, she's probably, she probably lives down the street. Don't know her. She goes, F you. She didn't even hesitate. Sorry, she went, F you. I'm like, what? You probably had all you could do to not be like, F you right back. Oh my yeah, god! I, yeah, you know, people like that. I'm just like, oh. Well, it's it's like you said, it's scary. You don't want to escalate things, right? I mean, look at the look at the incident in D.C. of the guy in the Maserati that shot at the mom with kids in the yeah. car, and and that's like, and then the one in California where they're up to I don't know five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar reward. My that was Kristen, awful. My wife Kristen, she uh, the fact that she wants to kill everybody on the road, right? Like she. Like people, like if they cut her off and she scream, I'm like, you're going to get like, stop. I know. Yeah, you're right. But you're going to be wrong in the end. Like knock it off. Yeah. Her you road can't. rage is just like, take a chill pill. Well, it's scary. It's just not worth it. Like you said, you know, I mean, the chances of something happening are slim, but God, it seems like people are. Yeah. They up the ante. Um, okay. Uh, did you see the story to restaurants now nationwide? are 
you know, opening, reopening, no masks, yeah. but they awesome. are raising their prices 15, 20%. They're saying supply, you know, supply is slower, getting back. Uh, they've been hit hard. How do you feel about that from pizzerias to fine dining? It's going to be a lot more expensive. Yeah. I mean, listen, they, they've had a tough, tough year plus. Um, and, you know, 15% probably not going to make or break you. If it does, then don't go. Um, you know, listen, as long as the service remains, I know they're having difficulties finding employees. Yeah. Uh, you know, let, don't raise my prices 15%. I'm, I'm trying to support you and the service is terrible or the food is cold. Then I'm going to have a problem. Yep. But if the quality is there um, and, you know, the demand is there and, the, you know, and the service stays fine, then the, then I'm okay. I mean, listen, to a point, right? You know, I mean, if it's a, you know, you know, don't, don't $12 to $18, I think that's going to be a little bit of a weird, you know, problem. But, right. um, and listen, they also probably have back rent or, you know, I'm, P- listen, P- I'm P- sure P- a lot P- of these P- places P- have built up debt over the last year with loans, PPP loans and some of these other things. So, yeah, I, you know, people are going out now. There's crowds. So if they can make, if they can recoup 15% more than they normally would have, I'm okay with that. Um, I want to ask you one political story too. Uh, so how do you feel about the first Republican filibuster so far um, in the Biden administration to block an investigation into, you know, the January 6th? Um, listen, the Many, I don't say many, the many in the, I'm going to say many, I'll say several, several in the Republican party have just completely lost their minds, lost their way. Um, it's all about taking back the house. They're mm-hmm. not governing. They have no desire to govern. They're still in the Trump mindset. Um, I, you know, six senators voted for it. I give them credit. Um, the usual six, of course, Mitt Romney and um, I think Murkowski Liz- and Collins yeah. and, and and a few others. And they need but, ten, uh, right? They the Dems need ten. Yeah, right. Uh, listen, I think they've lost their way. I think they are. Uh, which I know we, we we talk about regularly on this show, you know, that we say that every single week. But, yeah, it's crazy that there isn't going to be an investigation into that when you see. The problem you know, right now for the and listen, I'm sure they have they think they have a strategy, maybe a way to hold on to the House because the House tends certainly many districts tend to lean harder right than than moderate. Uh Maybe they believe they have to appease the Trump supporters to at least try to take back the House because if they if they lose the Trump supporters now, you know, only four months after you know office, you know, he, he was out of office, then they might get crushed, you know, and lose some of these House seats because they are close. They're within. They, I think they win three. Plus three, they I think they're in. Wow. Uh, you know, because I think they have a. It's a five. Uh, deficit, I believe. So the, the problem long-term though is I like someone like me, my political beliefs, I don't have a party right now. Right. Right. I don't have a party because the Republican party that I believe it should be 
they're not there. Or certainly in the leadership, they're not there. I mean, listen, there's a lot of people who think like I do, and, and, and that's great. But the leadership is off the rails, in my opinion. And I'm certainly not going to be in the progressive left party. So, you know, I don't, I don't have a party. I I, I don't have a place. Yeah. Like I, and that's, so for me now it's strictly, it's candidate driven, which, which it always has been for me for the most part, issue driven and candidate driven. And, you know, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens. I mean, just, just shut up. Like, what is, like, stop. The, the fact that we still even pay attention to her, like, she's a nobody. I know. Like, and they give her so nowhere. much press. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, there's, you know, because the sound bites are great for many of the news outlets to, uh, certainly the cable news outlets to put up there and kind of, you know, paint that same brush across, you know, the Republican Party or conservatives, whatever you want to call them. So, um, yeah it's a bummer i was hoping for an investigation i mean and of course you know lots of people that breach the capitol i mean they're still being prosecuted looked for fbi still investigate you know you're gonna have trials coming up for those people no i i do think some of these commissions as i think it should have been voted for and i think there should have been a commission i do think they're a waste of time they become just political you know sound bites and you know pandering to the media up there and they don't really get to any facts i do think though if the commission was agreed upon it would have give it would i still think that i still think the oversight judiciary i still think they have investigative powers so i think they could still invest like listen the dem the house dems they can they could subpoena anybody so i think they could still do their own investigation but it's not going to be a commission bipartisan and, and everything. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you yeah. um, know. What else? Anything else you want to talk about from the week? Obviously, there was a lot of pop culture, a lot of sports stories. Um, the Wizards are out of the playoffs, which I think, which you had yeah. kind of said anyway, you thought would happen. Well, again, I, one of my pet peeves, I, I saw it again this morning from some one news outlet, not ours. And, um, well, it may have been ours. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well. No. I'll say I don't think it was ours. Um, and, and like, you know, local, you know, sports people and newsy people. And uh, thanks for a great season, Wizards. See you next year. No. <laughs> like, what? By the way, they finished with a record, of, including the playoffs, 35 and 42. Seven games below 500. They were four games below 500 going into the playoffs. Okay. Right. So that's not a good year. <laughs> and by the way, it's just not. So <laughs> stop, stop acting like this is a good year. You, you made Thanks the playoffs because season. so many teams suck. <laughs> like at seven games below 500. By the way, I tweeted this. They should have done over the last four years with Philadelphia, who's going on in the playoffs, who just beat them four to one. Philly purposely lost for four straight years. And got draft picks. It was it was it was condoned by the NBA, right? Yeah, they and I lost. thought you said you hated that too. You didn't like that strategy. I hated. Hated. Okay, no, I'm being facetious. Oh, I'm okay. Saying, okay. <laughs> like, it, like I, I made the point. Like, you know, and and you know, Dan would would agree. 
international soccer has the best format, okay? If the Philadelphia 76ers were an international soccer team in the Premier League, they would have been relegated and lost $200 million. They would not have been allowed to purposely lose and finish in the, in the end, right? Yeah. Now, there's other issues with you know the transfer rules and – you know, the top teams always have the best players because there's no draft. So international soccer has its own issues. Fine. But in terms of purple, here's an NBA team that was allowed to lose on <laughs> purpose. And now they're being celebrated. Like, this is it, it is crazy because they're, they're paid competitive athletes. Paid competitive athletes. Yeah, and the other problem with the NBA is you have a team like the Nets, three guys get together, KD, Hart, and they just transform a team. They, they, you know. Yeah, so, Dan hates that too, but I don't, that to me, that seems like great strategy, but. I mean, Tom Brady does it. You know, I mean, the football does it too. One, I mean, he's, Hold on. That's one player out of a team that has 20. That's not true. Tom ended up getting Rob Gronkowski. He brought back AB. I mean, you know. Oh, no, but what I'm saying, no, no, no. Three out of five could transform a team. Two out of 11 or 12 or 22 defense, offense. Yes, it worked out, but it wasn't a guarantee. I mean, listen, that's secondary to losing on purpose. You know what? They're using the free agency. They're using the market to combine their talents to go to one team. Okay. Fine. But the losing on purpose. Anyway, back to the Wizards. You know, every year now they finish eighth, ninth, <laughs> tenth, seventh. They go out in the first round, maybe in the second round. You know, they're 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 Newcastle United in the Premier League. They're just <laughs> in the middle, right? Thanks for a great season, Wizards. Thanks for a great season for finishing seven <laughs> games below 500. See you great next job, year. Wizard. Woo! <laughs> uh, Let's stop. Oh my God. Way, the, the Nats are terrible. What's are going they? on there? Are they? I have, I have, you know what? I, I, I don't know why. I guess because, you know, we haven't been able to go back until recently, but I've really lost track of all local sports. Like, I haven't I mean, followed listen, the Nats at all. sports, like, you know, two, th- you know, three years ago, pre COVID. Yeah. Caps won, then the Nats won, yeah, and was, the Wizards, I think, made the second round, right? And uh, went to a game seven or something. We were on uh, fire. Yeah. yeah. Man, right now, COVID and post-COVID, Washington sports sucks. I know. I don't even think about the Nats, honestly, which is terrible because, yeah, it's time to go back, go to a game. Yeah. But it's like. I mean, that's the only good thing now is just getting to a game, drinking some beers, you know. Yeah. Throwing, 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 throwing bottles at, at players, you know. <laughs> They don't seem to have those problems with the at baseball as much, I feel like. Or maybe no. we just haven't heard about it as much. Um, is there any other topics you want to cover? I know you you're you're still in the you're like in the height of the move now to the yeah. new building. You're off oh. today to work on that. Any any exciting uh things going on there? Oh, it's listen, it's coming together. Uh it looks fantastic. We've had almost all all employees come through uh to either, you know, take a look, block some shots, train. Uh, we're still three to three to four weeks away, but. Um, I'm ready to see close. that podcast studio. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, no, look, my question is for our new studio. Are we getting free parking? That's like been my pressing issue. Like what's the deal with, are we getting free parking? Or are you going to make us pay to be there? 
Because, you know, I could see you doing that. We are such a good organization. You should want to pay to be there. I knew it. I knew it. Do I have to buy my own year-long parking pass? Tara, you know, oh, you here should we go. To, you should be pro bono because it's such a good place to work. <laughs> I should be paying you double, really, for the privilege to be there. I mean. We are so good. You should think of it like Europe. Okay. Just <laughs> yes. take a salary, whatever I'm willing to give you, you know. Don't worry if it's not equal pay to everyone else. What Sarah, is the you, you, you should you should just be excited to work for us. You're dodging the question. What's the deal? Yes, what are we are we gonna have to pay something to park? You are. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Just like most other major cities. Wow. Wow. All well, right. We're, help, we're helping our employees out with that. Uh, I guess so. You better be. That's insane. We just won an award for like being the best station to take care of their employees, right? Didn't you see that? Oh, all right. Yeah, I think I did. So that's great. Well, <laughs> we'll include in parking next year. Um, oh. All right, Patrick, where do people follow you? I don't know. I don't know if I want to tell you. Patrick, <laughs> G- Patrick GM Fox 5. All right. Well, I'm going to go out. I got to sell some more uh, podcast advertisements, yeah, obviously, got, to pay you for you so know my when parking. Are you, when are you actually coming back? Well, any, I mean, I'm ready, I guess, you know, like I said, I, I'll go out and do a $300 sale today so I can pay my yearly parking rent. How old's your kid now? He's, he, months, he's actually months? two months today. Seven Whoa. months, seven months. I know, I, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, did he wear the Adidas outfit yet? It's still a little big for him, but it's so yeah. cute. I can't wait for him to, he, like at six yeah. months he'll be, cause he's, he is like off the charts tall. So I want to, I want a picture when he goes in that Adidas off. You better believe it. Dan can't wait for him to play soccer. He'll, um, be, he'll be on the sidelines at the loud and soccer games. Yes, he will. He went to his first one and then we have a team Woo. party this coming weekend. So it was end of season for Dan. Where's that? Um, actually, I don't know where, maybe top golf they're doing it. I can't remember. Okay. By the way, I'm just going to say this. And you know, and you could confirm this real quick before we hang okay. up. Okay. I was, I always wore my mask. I was never an anti-masker. I was always, you know. That is true. That right. is true. Who are these people still by themselves walking <laughs> on the street, double masked? Like, please <laughs> tell me who they are. And, and no, and tell me who these people are who drive by themselves with their windows up with a mask on. If you're not an Uber driver, what are you doing? Like, I need to meet these people and ask them, what, who are you? Well, I'll tell you right now, I double mask. I mean, not when I'm outside, but the minute I, I am still a masker inside. I got to tell you, I, okay, and I'm going to be I a masker at Fox. Uh, I don't know. It is kind of funny. And it's funny when you're in the car and you, and you see other people in their cars. Oh, don't you think now it's been over a year? We're used to it. It's almost just like, maybe it's almost like those memes where you see the dog, like in the driver's seat, just staring at you. Like, who are these people? Takes a while, I think, to unlearn the habit, don't you think? No, 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 no. Not in your car. I never wore a mask by myself in my car, ever, once. Who does that? Like, what's it going <laughs> to, what's it going to magically come, what's it magically going to come into your, like, right. front grill and come in, like. We didn't even talk, I know we're out of time, but we didn't even talk about Fauci's emails being published. I, I, you know what? Let, let's talk next year. I haven't even had a chance to look. At okay. That, to well, honest. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I don't think there was anything like, I thought it was great. I, I, I was pro Fauci even more. I liked Fauci. He was transparent yeah. in those emails. Anyway. All right. Uh, it's all right. Uh, Patrick uh, GM Fox 5. Patrick GM Fox 5 DC. And uh, we'll talk to you later. You got it. See you next week, Patrick.